Hello, my friends. Welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm Paul. It's October the 16th. We are in a conversation in our journey through Luke 1, the conversation held between the angel Gabriel and the young woman Mary. And Gabriel has given her the prophetic word that she's going to bear a son. Her son will be great. She'll call his name Jesus. He'll be the son of the highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he'll reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Before I get into the phrase, the question that Mary asks, which is a very important one, I want to point out something that isn't obvious to us in our era, but would have been quite spectacular in theirs. The stories in which an angel or God informs a human that they're going to bear children Those stories are replete throughout the Bible. This is not a new thing in the New Testament. But to tell the parent what they are to name the child, now that's special. And while we are to assume that many of those Old Testament characters who are having children name their children based upon some quality they either see or they name it on a quality they hope that the child has, we don't see the name being given. It's probably, for the most part, because names were something that were basically inside the family. So you had a pretty set collection to name from. We get a similar... We get a sense of this in the British royal family in which there are names that qualify inside the family bloodline as appropriate names to give your children. They're not just making up names. That practice is a little more ours. Uh, and, and, And that practice, I'm not condoning or condemning. It is what it is, but it is a bit reflective of the way the ancients did it inside of religious bubbles, regardless of the religion, and maybe even the culture inside of cultural bubbles. That Maybe that's a norm that needed to be shattered, whatever. But there's an indication in naming the child before you've even been conceived, the miracle of that is that Most of the time in the ancient world, babies did not receive names until they were either christened or baptized. This is a little more Christianity. But even stretching back into Judaism, we have no reason to believe they named a child until into their life. Perhaps a weekend, eighth day, you circumcised a boy. At that point, you might have named him. But we don't have any indication that the names were given at birth. We name children at birth. In fact, we name them before birth. But we also have very low mortality uh, mortality rates for childbirth. You have a really, really, really good chance that your children are going to live through childbirth, mom included. The ancient world had a very high mortality. We have very low mortality rate. They had a very high mortality rate, a lot of deaths. I've read projections, but having not read it very recently, I don't want to give a number lest I'm wrong, but I remember being shocked at how high it was relative to ours. And 
So to hear the angel say to Zacharias, name your son John, or to hear this angel say to Mary, name your son Jesus, was a way of saying, don't worry about them living. They're going to live. And here's proof. I'll give you their name now. This is quite remarkable. Mary responds in verse 34, how can this be since I do not know a man? And Mary's perception here is that the angel is not talking about just any child she's going to have someday. Like it's not just a child she's going to have during the course of her marriage. Like someday you're going to have a son. If that were the case, she wouldn't have said, how can this be since I don't know a man? Because she's getting married. She's going, okay, well, our first kid's going to be the one. She knows there's something different in the way Gabriel is talking to her. And she understood the angel to mean something quite miraculous. There will be a birth without a human father. And this makes the virgin conception a distinctively Christian idea. Don't be confused because some people are going to use like Greek stories and Greek parallels to relate stories of gods having children with women. But in all of those Greek stories, the gods have actual sexual intercourse with women to bring about the child. The Christian story makes it distinct in that, verse 35, the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. And by giving this role to the Holy Spirit, he gives the enroll to the invisible. And so it is not, well, God's going to visit your bedroom. That would make the story like the story of the Greek myths. But this puts Christianity distinctly different. It's the Holy Spirit who conceives. That's a sermon that's coming up, in fact, next weekend. The one that will air for you deals with conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. The the Holy Spirit conceives the virgin births. And there's a lot in that about us, how the Holy Spirit conceives things inside of us and brings them to pass in a miraculous way, so miraculous as if we were a virgin womb. And then there is the proof text because the burden of proof is on God. We'll never forget this. The burden of proof is on God. I can share with you good news. I can share with you how I see it. I can share the gospel. But you have to do something with it. And in, and in all reality, God has to deal with you. God has to reveal himself to you. Put it on God. I, I encourage people to say, challenge God to reveal himself to you. You're struggling to see this? Okay, God. It's up to you. You show me that you're God. I'm not, I'm not telling you you have to test God or tempt God, but you do. the burden of proof is on God. And so the angel says, Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and now this is the sixth month for her who was called barren. I want to start there tomorrow because that means... Mary has a way to prove whether this is God or not. We'll get started on that tomorrow, and we'll see a a quote of one of the most famous verses in the New Testament. Have a great day. God bless.